Hi, everyone. I heard there is a, the biggest radio station in Israel started a new podcast who also tried to do what we do, which is to explain mm-hmm. what's going on here. But you're not on recording. I am. Don't doubt me. I know my job. I don't doubt you. You're incredible at your job. So I saw, I saw the, their shit. And on one hand, I'm jealous that a, a big station do something like that and don't call me. And I always will feel a little bit outsider here uh, in the podcast scene. And on the other hand, I think we are much cooler. First of all, they are two boys, which means they are men explaining about the situation. Second of all, even if they had a, a female in the cast, I think, Amy, you are the right person to, to do that mission. But listen, Galetzal Army Radio, we'd still love to do a guest appearance on your show. We'd absolutely love that opportunity. So we're not knocking and fully shitting on you and the fact that you have to answer to the government at the end of the day and you're not really free to say everything that you want to say like we are here, but we'd still love a guest spot. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Hi, you're listening to October 7th, Emotionally Raw Coverage from Door Comet and me, Amy Sapan. Today's Sunday, November 19th. It's approximately noon, beginning of a new week. We do our weeks differently here because Friday and Saturday is our weekend, not Saturday, Sunday. It's a whole different vibe. It's really raining today. Normally, I'd be really excited about the rain, but I just can't help but think about our troops in the rain and... I really hope they're doing okay. The rain, even without a war going on, anytime rain hits this place, it's like... It's like Venice. It's insane. Venice, It, Venezia? Yeah, it's totally like Venice. It's like, bring out the gondolas, folks, because Tel Aviv cannot handle a little bit of rain. Oh! So we talk a lot about how I'm originally from New York. I'm a native New Yorker. But when I, when I was 10, we moved to South Florida. And that's when I really became intimate with rain. Um, it went from snow in elementary school to rain, hurricane days, tropical storms. And I, I love rain, you know, like sunstorms in, in Florida. When I was growing up, there used to be like rain showers Every afternoon where the sun is just like shining and it's just like torrential downpour. And I'd never experienced rain on that level, neither before or since, except for like when I traveled a bit in Thailand and Myanmar and there were like torrential downpours. And you have to get ready for storms there, you know, like you hurricane proof your house. I remember when I was in sixth or seventh grade, my dad came home and he's like, why did you fill all the sinks and the buckets and the bathtub and everything with water? And I was like, dad, that's what they said you're supposed to do on TV. Like there's a hurricane warning. And he was like, wow, wow. Okay. Like I just take this stuff seriously. And I've been living in Tel Aviv for 13 years. And every time it rains here, it's like just flooding 
in the streets. Like we cannot absorb the rain. And every year it's the same story. Like the politicians, local leaders, whatever, anyone gets on the news and they're like, it caught us by surprise. We're completely surprised by the rain. We don't know what we're going to do. And I'm like, how the fuck are you surprised this many years in a row? There's something crazy. What does rain have to do with anything, right? It's like, I think it's this thing that humans just keep forgetting the lessons. It's like people warn you and they're just like, oh, there's a bunch of people on campuses and they're getting really radicalized and blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, oh my God, the kids are really into Osama bin Laden and it's happening on TikTok. And I'm like, where were you when we were all warning everyone that TikTok is basically like the Chinese government's way of re-educating the youth of the world. Like we don't have control over TikTok. I, I, I hate bringing this up, but even Trump was like, what's going on with TikTok? Nobody took this seriously. And now Osama bin Laden's like a fucking cult hero amongst like American kids. And they're like, we never saw this coming. It's completely shocking. O-M-G. Like what? <laughs> So, you know, right now it's raining. There's probably going to be some like videos. If it was a normal year, there would definitely be videos and memes and like probably someone on a raft, like canoeing down to Zingoff street, you know, like later today, but you know, it's, it's not the time for jokes, but next year you just, I, I, I guarantee it that there's going to be another rainstorm. There's going to be some flooding and there's going to be someone on TV going like, oh, we were completely taken by surprise by the amount of rain and we're just not, re we weren't ready, but next year we'll be ready. Next year we'll be prepared. I didn't get how do you connect between Bin Laden TikTok phenomena to Israeli weather. It's like there's nothing new. It's nothing new. It's like the same shit over and over and over again. Like, like what was, what was different? Like people were outraged about like Osama and the letter. Like, it's crazy. Like, did anyone actually read the letter? Cause I read the fucking letter. The letter is like, we have to take America to task for its imperialism and for supporting Israel and Palestine. And then I watched some of these TikTokers and they're like, oh my God, my eyes were opened. Osama was a visionary. He really saw what no one else saw. He was, a, I was like, didn't they hear about the Holocaust or Hitler or anything? Like they think Osama like invented anti-Semitism. I don't even know what they're thinking. Like it's crazy watching this shit. It's absolutely nuts. There's so much kooky news to report on. I don't know where to pick up. Should we just get into it? I started making a list before we met up today. Get to the letter. We can move on from the letter because now so everyone was so outraged. What? You know what? Actually, let's not leave the letter. Everyone was so outraged by the letter. They weren't outraged by the Hamas charter. They weren't really outraged by From the River to the Sea. They weren't really outraged by Mein Kampf being found in a UNRWA school. They weren't outraged. They, then they were like, oh my God, no, this is different. Is it? Is it really that different? Where are you drawing the lines exactly? Who, who is the composer of the... The outrage? The, from the River to the Sea. Israel will be free. It's catchy, you know? It's almost like the, the you know, before the October 7th, there was all the, the demonstration about the right-wing Israel who tried to do 
They attempted a coup by way of uh, something that some people are calling a judicial reform and others of us are calling a complete takedown of anything that would have allowed for procedural oversight. Anyway, they had another song for them, who is, Im lo iye shivyon, nisrof et ayalon, nafaltem al ador alon achon. So in the end... Let's leave the idea. Do you think idea. it was a good song? Do you think it's catchy? It's amazing. Let's leave the idea by the side. The song, Israel, uh, from the river to the sea. Israel will be free. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Good but one. they're not saying Israel will be free. They're saying Palestine. Will be free. <laughs> yeah. Same, <laughs> <Just> same. <a> little. <laughs> I'm happy. You know, before we get into the, the news, I, I wanted to... There were a few videos I saw on Instagram this morning, but I didn't save them and they were great videos. I didn't, I didn't um, share them. You know why I didn't share them? Tell me. One of them was with the Cowboys. I love the Cowboys. So we're going to just talk about the Cowboys in every episode. The Cowboys are talking and they're saying all sorts of stuff. And then whoever prepared the reel, prepared it with like some fucking cheesy backing soundtrack, you know, which was too too loud so you can barely hear the cowboys but then you're reading the captions and it was some fucking cheesy song it wasn't even instrumental or something it's like i'll stand with you i'm like i'm not sharing this i'm not sharing this video not because i'm not into the cowboys but because the audio backing is so fucking annoying if any of our listeners prepare reels or friends with people who prepare reels please let them know that you know less is more Less is more. So one great thing came out from the revival of uh, the Osama letter and all these parents being like, oh my God, like what's going on with our kids? This is, this is starting to get uncomfortable. Um, few things happened. A bunch of people, including the White House, they called TikTok and they were like, this is unacceptable. Like Sasha Baron Cohen apparently had a phone call with TikTok and they were like, this is unacceptable. TikTok's now going to take all these measures, control stuff, yada, yada, yada. Elon Musk got into some hot water finally. Like, I think we talked about this on the first week that he was like a sick fuck with some of his tweets. He was like, really rejoicing and in, in right after October 7th, before there was any sort of military retaliation by Israel, he was like, Ooh, I love seeing, you know, the, the discourse here. And it was some like, like fucking Arab leader, like saying October 7th didn't happen. Try me. And then like the Israeli government being like, here's photographic evidence from body cam or, or something like that. There was some back and forth. And then Elon wrote, wrote something like, oh, I'm really, I'm really enjoying this. This is great. And I was like, this is sick. Like, what are you doing? Like, like this was clearly speculation on my part. So nobody comes sue me. But I was like, what is he doing? Like jerking off while he's watching this like fucking savage gore, like, Hamas GoPro, the savage shit that they did, like that people were posting on like deep, deep, deep stuff, including you porn. Like what kind of a sick fuck is getting off on this? So now finally Elon's feeling a little bit of the heat because Apple and a few other of the biggest advertisers on X were like, adios muchacho, we're out. And, and that hurts. That really stings. Yep. It's not truth hurts by Lizzo, it's money hurts. So that's where we're at on that one. 
few other things happening. Arizona State University canceled an event with Rashida Tlaib. Good on you, ASU. Someone was arrested for manslaughter in the case of Paul Kessler. And um, from what I understand, there was no element of a hate crime in the indictment. And I think it was CNN that put in their um, Instagram, like real or story, whatever, that um, Paul Kessler died when he like fell onto a sidewalk. Like clearly it was the sidewalk that killed him and not the dude that like beat him upside the head with a megaphone. Um, so that was really interesting. I'm, I'm very confused about like what people mean when they say like we're fighting for liberation and peace. Like we want diversity and inclusion, but we also want like a Palestine where no Jews are allowed to live. Like we're quote unquote the apartheid state with like Israeli Arabs and Druzim and Chavkesim and Muslims and Christians and like Buddhists and like all sorts of people living in Israel. There's no Jews living in the Gaza Strip, right? Like we don't even have Jewish bodies in the Jewish, well, now we do obviously, but before this happened in 2005, when, when we pulled out of the Gaza Strip, we also took out the Jewish bodies from the graves. Did you know that? We exhumed Jewish bodies from cemeteries in the Gaza Strip as part of the 2005 pullout. And there have not been any Jews living in the Gaza Strip. So this whole like, I'm pro-diversity and inclusion and equality, like, what does that look like when you're saying, I want a non-inclusive state that's going to replace Israel here? There's just going to be no Jews. I don't even know how, like, there's no logical cohesion in this whole, you know, movement that's just spreading like wildfire to the point where, did you see the footage coming out of Pisa this weekend? The Leaning Tower of Pisa in Italy? You mean the one that you, like, a friend of you take a picture from you in a distance that it's it seems like you're holding the tower, yeah, this tower? that tower. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, you didn't see it? Okay, so a bunch of people went up there and then they started like setting off smoke bombs and they unfurled a massive Palestinian flag. And also this weekend in Italy, um, two dudes went into a church and just fucked shit up pro-Palestinian Muslim dudes. Yeah? Yeah. It's just like happened. Like, what does that have to do with this? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm just like, at what point are people going to be like, oh, wow, this is maybe, maybe I, maybe I picked the wrong team. Maybe, maybe I was wrong. Hmm. Hmm. Like, what point do we, like, what else has to happen before we get there? I don't know. It's a great question. I don't know. Coldplay, you didn't, you, you just stopped reading. I send you links and you just don't read them. No, no. Actually, this one I, I saw. <laughs> First of all, I think Coldplay. Wait, should we tell them what Coldplay did? Ah, yeah. So Coldplay's on their world tour. They've been doing the shtick apparently in different cities, not just in Indonesia, also Japan, whatever. At the end of their show, Chris Martin's in a video and he's wearing like an LGBT shirt, like with the rainbow and like freedom. And then he says to everyone, every time towards the end of our concerts, we like to send love to the world. And most people in this world are full of love and compassion. And we don't believe in oppression or occupation or terrorism 
or genocide. We believe in loving each other and supporting each other. And, and we all have the same ups and downs. And when someone's struggling, like, let's just send love to them. So they just like ask the whole audience, like send love wherever you want. Just, you know, you could send it to Gaza. You could send it to Israel. You could send, but again, again, he's using the terminology of an extremely militant, well-organized group that's infiltrating the minds of young generations. Literally, that's what's happening. That's what the Osama letter showcases and highlights. And he's just like, we're not down with genocide. I'm not down with genocide either, but there's no fucking, we're not genociding a people down there. We are not. And this whole Dresden defense that like, we're bombing them. And like the numbers are obviously showing that it's genocide. This isn't new. This isn't new. This was literally argued by the Nazis in the Nuremberg trials. On X this weekend, Hillel Neuer from UN Watch wrote, UN officials say, yes, 1,200 people were massacred by Hamas, but now thousands of Palestinians are killed. And you know, that argument was made before. In the Nuremberg trials by the head of the Einsatzgruppen, the Nazi death squads that moved around Eastern Europe and killed a million Jews and a million others. When they were brought to justice at Nuremberg, they said, yes, we may have done these killings, but you, the allies, you killed civilians when you bombed Dresden and other cities. And that was wholly rejected by the Nuremberg court. The notion that the Nazis were, that this Nazi defendant was trying to make that the deliberate and purposeful killing of civilians was equal to the taking of civilian lives that is undesired, unintended, and unavoidable was absolutely rejected. Those are completely two different things. And that is the essence of civilization, to distinguish between these two. And sadly, at the UN, we are seeing the scandalous Dresden defense being brought up again and again to equate the purposeful, deliberate killing of civilians, which is a crime, with the taking of civilian lives that is undesired, unintended, but unavoidable. That should be rejected completely. We literally have evidence that came in yesterday, photographic evidence of Hamas terrorists walking around with guns, holding Palestinian children that they're using as human shields. Did you see the footage that came out from the IDF the other night? From Al-Shifa? No. So they show the MRI scanners filled with guns, everything, you know, and, and the, the, the footage, you know, IDF comes in. IDF came in with Arab translators, medical equipment, doctors. BBC falsely reported that we came in to kill doctors and Arab speakers and all this stuff, and then had to go on the air and give a correction 30 minutes later. And they were like, we got the Reuters article wrong. They got a Reuters article in English that they got wrong. Just truly incredible work by the BBC. And, you know, the IDF not only bringing in incubators, very expensive medical equipment from Israeli hospitals, where, you know, Israel's dealing with its own displaced population wounded people. Obviously everything's going on. It's chaos. We took medical equipment, gave it to them. Wrapping this up, the video prepared by the IDF after the soldiers went in, did a search operation, have to neutralize the place, right? Because Hamas in their wake likes to set up bombs, booby traps, all sorts of stuff. 
So it needed to be neutralized and they had to do a search operation to find stuff. So then CNN posts the video and they're like, IDF rearranged stuff. And I'm just like, you guys are insane. Like, I don't even understand what we're supposed to do at this point. Like, did they want the the international media to come in? Like IDF was just going to be like, oh, no, no, just go in first. And then maybe more of you will like die because of booby traps set up by Hamas. Like, it's like, you can't win. We're never going to be able to win anything. Hamas literally films itself raping and killing people. And people are like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I trust it. But like, we need to amplify Palestinian voices. But like, not all of the Palestinian voices, just like some of the Palestinian voices. But like, when Hamas says it, no, no. I mean, they mean it, but like, they don't mean it. But like, don't speak over other people. Like, the rules keep changing. It's very, very confusing. Okay, I don't know if it's beginning of the week, if it's the rain, if the fact that I'm wearing pajama and... Uh, Those are your pajamas? How do, how do you call that? You're wearing slippers. It's slippers weather here, finally. November okay. 19th, and we're finally wearing jackets and, and socks. I don't know what's the reason, but I, I, I didn't... I haven't been here, like in the last 20 minutes that you speak. You're fatigued. I'm in a different world. It's okay. I'm not present at all. So I think maybe I will say, I, uh, I will tell a story that I will, can be part of this conversation. What do you say? I think you should. I want to tell you guys how crazy is Israel reality and how I maybe got a really good uh, podcast gig. Um, okay, never mind. I mean, don't want it. Next time. If someone wants, you can uh, DM. You can join the Patreon and get some more exclusive content. We will keep that for there. Mm-hmm. Then you will allow me to say the story. I guess I am. A, <laughs> over there, they have military censors, but Amy has a censor too. I just don't think it's as relevant. There, there's so much stuff to get into. What is relevant? You know what's relevant? <laughs> you know what's relevant? You know what's funny? That the, the story is about how I get maybe a job in a place called Relevant, like a media channel who called Relevant, but you, never mind. You call me a censor and you just, you went for the bottom line. You still got it out. I'm not a censor, clearly. You are your own man. You're a wild, wild cowboy, my friend. Okay, go speak about like uh, Actualia and uh, anything that happened here. Hostage deal might be getting finalized today it would not involve the release of all of the hostages, which, by the way, would have ended this thing, right? Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. But now what they're going to do if this hostage deal goes through is separate families. Kind of reminiscent for me of the lines at Auschwitz and the other death camps where families were cruelly separated. It would be moms and children and not dads and not males above a certain age. There's something really sadistic about putting our people in a position where they even need to contemplate a deal like that. 
it's been another level of pain in this highly fractured society. Meanwhile, Biden a few days ago was like, this war, like he's giving support to Israel. He's like, this war will take as long as it needs to take for Israel to take out Hamas. But the same window of time, he approves the release of $10 billion from Iraq to Iran. And Iran is one of the sources of funding for Hamas and Hezbollah. It's just unbelievable. And then it really got me worrying. Like not worrying, like my engine's like whirring, W-H-I-R-R-I-N-G. Ooh, like all my gears inside just like going, going, going. And I was like, ooh, 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 elections around the corner. U.S. elections are around the corner. Primary season kicks off mid-January. I think it's with the Iowa Republican caucus. Trump is very much leading the polls on the Republican side. And there's some talk that people are going to release 44,000 hours of footage from the January 6th insurrection on the Capitol. And Biden's up for a reelection, obviously. And I was thinking a lot about this whole like narrative that's getting like pushed home. I don't like BB, all right? Like I was out on the streets too. But everyone's just like, BB did so much to support Hamas. Is he the only person though? Where was Obama from 2009 to 2017? Like his whole like two-term thing. Like, because if I remember the timeline, right? I'm not an expert. 2005, we pulled out. 2007, mid-2007, Hamas does a coup. Obama gets into the White House, January 2009. Hamas really got stronger during that time. They started a lot of shit against us that ended with ceasefires they were begging for and then later violated, unreal. And then you really have to think like, hmm, hmm, hmm. So why is nobody taking Obama to task for his role here? And then you don't really have to do that much gymnastics because who the fuck was his vice president? You remember? Biden. It's just such an exciting time to be alive. You just like see all the threads in this like little like story that just like started a long time, like before we were born. It's just like everything's, you know, coming together. It's just like a really, really good time. Okay, this is the last scene of this episode. I want you to summarize everything that happened <laughs> in like three minutes. Everything that happened when today? And then I will go to make a soup. Wait, everything that happened when? In this episode. I can't sum it up. Sam Altman, who was dubbed the most influential Jew in the world last year, former CEO of OpenAI. You missed this too, didn't you? Over the, over the past few days, the board of OpenAI just completely kicked him out. He had 30 minutes warning before the board meeting. Lots of changes are underway, folks, and it's happening really quickly. I don't think I can sum it up, but I will say that it seems to start it out. We started talking about rain today. 
I'm sensing a little bit of a hurricane, a little bit of a hurricane energy, different things coming together, making a more of a storm energy, winds lashing around themselves, lots of rain, unexpected, what the trajectory of this hurricane is going to be, who's laying in the hurricane's path, who's outside of it, where is this going to go? I don't know, but it's a new week and stay tuned. We're not going to sing today? No. You don't feel like it? It's not a day to sing. Dora, you know, I spoke, spoke to my sister this morning and she said a lot of people, including herself, feel really fatigued. What does it mean? It's like when you're past the point of exhaustion, you're just like run down, fatigued. I got in bed at 9.30 last night. Like it's exhausting. I was watching the news and then my body, you know, sometimes when your body does something like without you thinking, like you, you get up and you go make yourself a coffee, but you didn't like really think about doing that or you go to the bathroom. So my body just picked me up and was like, I want to take a shower. And then after the shower, usually that hour, I like to, you know, put a robe on, watch the news, freshly cleaned, but no, my body just took me straight into bed and then shut the light and said, that's a wrap. No more. So you're tired today. Maybe in two days when we convene to record the next episode, I'll be exhausted and you'll be, you know, talking and hyping us up. And who knows? Today you're here. And for our listeners that are also feeling run down, let yourself be run down. Make yourself some tea. Make yourself soup. Take a nice hot shower and go to sleep. It's okay. There's a long road ahead. Take care of your hierarchy of needs. Eat, sleep, drink water. Give yourself a hug and give yourself a break. You know what will be funny? What? Imagine that you say, take a break. Mm-hmm. And then I'm starting to edit. And then I, I take the music. The music is going up with the volume. And you start to say the credit, and then I just like cut it in like a random way without finish it because I took a break. They will get the joke. You just sold the joke. I don't think you need to do it. The credits are important.